0: You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the FCF Leadership Podcast. I'm Whitney Baldwin, and we are taking a dive into the Enneagram personality system. Our goal with this podcast is to help you lead through a personality trait. We have chosen one characteristic trait for each Enneagram. We're going to look at that characteristic through a psychological lens, a biblical lens, and a leadership lens. If you have not watched the first and second episodes on this topic, please stop right now and go and watch that. You're going to learn a ton uh, about the Enneagrams and then also, also just personality assessments in general and how important they are to your ministry. So we have already made it to the Enneagram Five, which is the investigator. And to help me better understand a five is Jamie O'Donohue. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Did I say your last name right? Yeah. Okay, good.
1: (laughs) It's Donahue, but Donahue's like.
0: Donahue. Yeah. See the difference between, are you Irish? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, Jamie is a system integrator in the oil and gas industry, his primary interest in ministry, is to explain the overall narrative of the biblical text through the common themes woven throughout. Along with his wife, Grace, and son, he attends and serves at Cornerstone Church here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: What's it like to be a five? I'm kidding. (laughs) We'll get into that. I'm sure we
1: will. There's a lot.
0: So, just so we can get to know you a little bit better... Were you born in Ireland?
1: I was, yes, born in Ireland. I moved over to America in 2007, attended Bible school for oh, a year. Okay. Met my wife, Grace, we dated for a long time. I had to move back home, just visa requirements and stuff like yeah. that. And so, but it took about another year for a fresh visa to come through and move back over here in 09. Grace and I were married and been here ever since.
0: So what are your, some of your favorite things from Ireland that you can't get in the United States?
1: Oh, uh, normal weather. I think (laughs) we're in spring season right now, which obviously in Oklahoma means tornado season Mm -hmm. and stresses me out every, every time. Yeah, absolutely. And being a five, I have to know everything and try and control everything. So just when it's going to hit and, and, and where what conditions are what i think is going to happen and the yeah, that's that's a constant thing that goes through my my mind all the time but okay in ireland it's it's boring there's no tornadoes no hurricanes really? no earthquakes no no poisonous insects of any kind what really mm-hmm.
0: well it just sounds like a dream it
1: is it's Low 40s to like mid 60s all the time. And I miss that.
0: Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. It
1: is. It's one less hmm. thing I have to think about. <laughs>
0: okay. So a few more questions. Sure. Coffee or tea?
1: Uh If you asked me about four or five years ago, I would have said exclusively a tea drinker. But, uh, yeah, I've kind of switched over to coffee in the last okay. few years. So typically I'm a coffee drinker in the morning, but then I'll switch over to some Earl Grey in the afternoon.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you do cream and sugar in your Earl Grey?
1: Uh, well, uh, no, I do honey and like a, just a dash of milk. Okay. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I grew up with we call her Auntie Di, but she's from England. Mm. But she taught us all how to drink yeah. our tea because
1: now she Americans. she was probably being English and milk in the tea bag first. Yes, right? you see that's
0: mm, I don't know actually. She always just makes it for me and gives really? it to me. I don't know if I've See, ever seen it before. See,
1: those, those, those English, they just, <laughs> they, it's, for them, it's milk first, then tea bag. They'll let that sit, then they'll add the water. That's for a lot of folks. Oh, that's interesting. It's wrong. <laughs> it's like, there's an art to making a good cup of tea. Okay. That's, that's not it. Okay.
0: So. Okay. Um, do you prefer Red Vines or Twizzlers? Do you know the difference? I have no idea what they are. <laughs> They're licorice. Okay. It depends on where you're from in the country. Some people like red vines. Some people like Twizzlers. Okay. California Uh, do red vines. My
1: wife loves um, uh, Sour Patch Kids, so I don't know if that matters or not. Yeah, well, they're kind of similar. Okay, so.
0: How old is your son?
1: He's nine. Nine. I have
0: my oldest just turned 11.
1: Okay. So. Yes, there he's a ball of energy. Yeah. And yeah, it's. He can go from an EF zero on, you know, as it's just a general rule to anywhere from that to an EF five in like no time whatsoever. And yeah, it's just he's a I'm an introvert. Uh, My wife, Grace, kind of borders on the introvert, extrovert, but leans more introvert. And my son is the as as extreme I am on the introvert scale. He is the extreme on the extrovert scale. So he 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 keeps me honest, for sure. I'm a little bit different in that. I'm an introvert, incredibly introverted, but I'm not shy. Okay. And so, because that's a mistake a lot of folks that's tend to make. That's actually
0: how my husband is.
1: Yes, and so I'm, I can, I can walk into a room full of people and be quite comfortable inside there. And so, and I can, I can chit chat, make small talk. Not my preference, but I can do that. Mm-hmm. It's just being an introvert; it just drains me. And so, by the time you know, after a couple of hours, ready to go to bed. I'm yeah. It's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock rolls around, <laughs> and I'm like fetal position inside my bed, ready to just like drown out the whole world. And
0: Have and, you noticed that that has changed once you got married and you were around someone 24-7? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Um, now, in saying that, uh, uh, it probably took us a while to find a happy balance mm. for, for me and my wife yes. because she recognized that, okay, he needs time to himself. And it's not like, oh, a time to yourself once a week. It's time to yourself every, every day. day. Yeah, And so... So Grace is amazing to offer me that, and and she'll need her time to herself once a week. And sure. so so we have now. It's been difficult during COVID, obviously, because we're just <sighs> at home all, all the, the time. time, and so that's been hard. But to be you know to be honest, we've we've been married now eleven years, and we've we, I'm convinced that we've made it this far. <laughs> we figured it because out because of because of this small little thing for us. We just we figured out that oh we we need we need uh, uh, time alone at certain times of the day or or in certain days of the week and it's it's made life a lot easier for us. Yeah. For sure. It's <laughs>
0: always a discovery in relationships of any kind, marriage or otherwise, yeah. learning the ins and outs of your personality and I think that's one of the reasons why understanding the enneagram or really any personality assessment yeah. is so important oh, to sure. relationships, businesses, ministries, yep. Anything, understanding how one another yeah. works.
1: And yeah, we can figure out where our strengths and weaknesses right. are and, and and have honest conversations about yeah. that. Yeah,
0: It's funny you say that because honest conversations, I mean, so often people are either like ashamed to admit mm-hmm. like this is draining or this is difficult yeah. or I'm not being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of that goes right back into our personality mm-hmm. and understanding more about it yeah. so that we can... If you're leading someone, you can put them in the right position so that they can thrive and have the yeah. best life possible. Yeah. If you're in a relationship, for the relationship to work, pos- like the best, you have to have that yeah. safe space, that open communication. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about that in the in the okay. podcast. So that's yeah. so good. Well, let's learn a little bit more about the five because sure. that's what you are. Yep. That's what we're talking about today. So the Enneagram five is the investigator. Mm-hmm. At their healthiest, fives are perceptive, insightful, and curious. They have the ability to develop complex skills and ideas. They often have a depth of knowledge in several areas of their lives, and they have the ability to see the world in innovative new ways. Does that resonate with you? It does. Okay. Unhealthy fives. This is the sad part. All right. This always makes me sad. Unhealthy fives don't want to depend on anyone for anything. Social engagements can be really hard for a five because they experience the world as overwhelming, intrusive, and draining. They don't believe they have inner energy needed to meet the demands of life, which makes them isolate. Yep. Wow, that is shocking. I'm going to test that. <laughs> and. That's what we're focusing on today. Yeah. So that resonates with you. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: I mean, we already talked about it. It almost hit it right on the head.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the things, like when you talk about the weakness of a five, and for someone like me especially, uh, when when there's too much hitting all at once, especially with a lot of uh, uh, relationship dynamics, I don't remember who... I don't know where this came from, but the average person can only handle anywhere up to 200 relationships all at the same time. Really? Yeah, it's anything over over that. And this is for all personalities. I mean, that
0: sounds absurd to 200 relationships.
1: Well, you think about it's like how many of our Facebook feeds or Instagram feeds or Twitter feeds, we have like thousands of followers or friends or whatever. And I'm convinced that just as a society, we're like part of the reason for some of the, the social breakdown is because of that, we just, we cannot keep up or keep track yes. of Yes. Because we're not just, keep, we're not, so, you know, if I have, let's say I have 200 friends mm-hmm. on Facebook uh, or any social media platform, I'm aging myself by saying Facebook.
2: <laughs> You're old. <laughs> I know.
1: So if I have if I have 200 friends on a social media platform, I don't just have to keep up with the dynamics of my relationship with each one of those 200. I also have to keep track of, the relationship dynamics between let's say friend a and friend b as well so it's not just me with a and me with b but it's also a with b as well and then how does that interact with me and so you multiply that over the 200 oh my gosh and, and so me is a five that's something that i would actively think about wow. and so that's where it just becomes so overwhelming for us because we tend to see a bit more of like the bigger picture and how all these interactions are with one another. And so we're not just thinking about our relationship with other people, we're also thinking about those relationships with each other as well at the same time. And it just becomes overwhelming. And so we like to keep our circle much smaller than the average. And so that's why when you have a conversation with most fives, and I'm, no, I'm, I'm not an exception to the rule here, we have one, two, maybe three very close friends, and that includes our spouses. And so we we tend to kind of keep our circles smaller rather than wow. larger. Yeah.
0: Did you watch the inst the Instagram the Netflix, uh, show documentary called The Social Dilemma? Yes. Okay. Yeah. How did that make you feel?
1: Uh, yeah. Was it like? I mean, it was on the. I mean, no, it wasn't. It was, It's. I. I pay attention. It's just part of what I do. Part of what you do. Yeah. Part sure. of what I do is just kind of pay attention to that. Um. I'm interested in kind of psychology, like Malcolm Gladwell. I know he's not a a psychologist, but it's more pop psychology. But the books that he's written Mm -hmm. are just, I love. I can, I'll devour every single one of those. And so I'm interested because I, because I'm not a big, I have a very hard time with chit-chat. And so getting, (laughs) getting past the social awkwardness of a new relationship can be quite difficult for me. I want to go immediately to the intense conversations that we want to have with folks. Um... But because I don't have that opportunity a lot of times, because you're asking a lot for people to open up right away for someone who you barely know, uh, I try to glean as much information as I possibly can from those who have taken the time to have those conversations with folks. And so, this is interesting. Yeah, and so uh, Gladwell has done a really good job with with opening up those dynamics, and so so part of the social. Dilemma has that document. Is Social Dilemma right? Is that the documentary?
0: Sounds right. Yeah.
1: So, so part of that, we 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 are me as a five will generally tend to notice trends mm. with people, and so uh, I, th- I think back right around, around like 2010, 2011, 2012, uh, You generally start to notice society interacting with each other. A little bit differently and a lot of that had to do with the invention yeah. of the iPhone right and so and that just became yes. more of a dynamic and uh, because and I'll, I'll, I'll touch back on this but because of this um uh, uh, because of the, the the openness of we have all these new relationships now that we didn't have before right. we haven't to keep track of it I'm just I'm more and more convinced that we are we're overloading yes we're overloading ourselves in a way yes. that is and we're not capable of handling it right. as a society.
0: In, in that documentary that we keep referencing, mm. um, someone said in there, and I was just like, of course, yeah. they said, um, they broke down how quickly technology has advanced and how, you know, how fast yeah. and how big it became, but our brains have not expanded to that capability. Yep, yep. So while technology is growing so fast, our brain and our processing center mm. Still has not grown.
1: Yep. Do do you know who David Rothkopf is?
0: Sounds familiar.
1: So David Rothkopf is the former... I'm going to get this wrong, but I'll just... He is the former... um, He's either CEO or director of um, a think tank in D.C. called Foreign Policy. I think that's the name of them. But they're just... They think there's just a bunch of eggheads sitting in a room thinking about how the relationship dynamics are between, like, U.S. and, like, different other countries. But... uh, he, um, I remember listening to an interview with him a few years ago, and just talking about this very thing about technology and how it's just changed the dynamics of um, of uh, uh, diplomacy with just different parts of the world. But he just made this interesting observation, and he said, and I'm going to get this quote wrong, but the heart of it's the right. heart of it's correct. Uh, and he he said something along the lines of there was, you know, a uh, uh, hundred years between the first book and 100 million books there was 50 years between uh the first phone and 100 million phones in 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 the world there was 30 days between the first download of angry birds again aging myself here with this and 100 million downloads of angry birds the point is the rate the pace of change has escalated so quickly and his reason why he said that was he was kind of just musing to himself where are the philosophers where are the philosophers? Where are the, the the John Locks who are who are talking about what this is going, to, what impact this is going to have on our society? Because the invention of the the book dramatically changed how we interacted with one another and right. how ideas were spread. Right. Same with the telephone, just massively interacted and change. Or sorry, massively impacted and changed how ideas are spread, how societies change quickly. And now we have this technology. Where we have every piece of information we ever want in our hands, and it's just dramatically changing how our society is changing, and I just, we cannot keep pace with it.
0: So, as a five, you're the investigator. Right. Okay. So when I was prepping for this, Mm. I took the Enneagram test three times. And then also I learned as much as I could about each individual one. And I really resonated with the five because you investigate so much. But what I found was interesting was you don't just investigate something for application, you investigate it just for knowledge. So has... Has technology really, is that part of like the overwhelming society is your brain is just so full of information that it can't go anywhere or?
1: No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, a part of, for me at least anyway, part of being a five is being able to hand, is being able to intake a lot of information and right. then very quickly uh, uh, look for the trends in in where the information goes. And so there there isn't one, there isn't a person really on the planet who is able to just intake all of this right. and, and not just have a, a nervous or mental breakdown. Right. And so we have coping mechanisms. And a fives coping mechanism is the ability just to acknowledge that there are trends, there are, there are patterns and trends. So a lot of statisticians are fives as a result of this. Wow. So it's just something that we notice. And so we'll notice patterns and trends and it, it just helps us. Now, there's downsides to this because there's always exceptions to the rule. Sure. But for the most part, there's... We, we notice patterns in in the data and we'll find' we'll, we'll endeavor to try and find that pattern to, to make synthesizing that kind of information just a lot easier for us Wow and so so with the with the with the explosion of technology and and as that documentary so rightfully in my opinion pointed out uh, being on our phone all the time is is a detriment to our health right it's, it's a detriment to us as a society and so right. As a result of that, just real simple modification. Uh, I used to, I'm a big reader, probably read about anywhere from 40 to 50 books per year. Wow. It's just...
0: it's What you do? It's what
1: I do. So it's <laughs> me and my own little headspace. Uh, I used to do that on my iPad or on a Kindle. Mm. I've stopped doing that now. I'll physically go and buy a book mm. just so I can have something analog in my hand again. So I'm not, I'm trying to get myself out of the habit of like being constantly on my phone all the time because just yeah and especially as a parent you don't want your child I know. seeing you all the time I just know. on the phone just scrolling and so it's rough yeah it trying really is to
0: teach them how like time management mm-hmm. it's okay in small doses but right. let's not absorb ourselves with yeah. it man okay so I'm interested more in isolation yeah Um, I personally struggled with isolation a lot as a four when I was younger mm-hmm. because I had so many emotions I couldn't I didn't know how to handle it. And Mm. so I would just isolate myself because being around too many people, I think I was also an empath. So I would just like pick up on everyone Mm. else's emotions as well and overwhelm. Sure. And then isolate. So has isolation impacted you like on a personal level? Has it negatively affected relationships for you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, As the older I've gotten, the less that has impacted because you start to recognize that okay this, this right. is not healthy and right. so i need to come out of this but yeah sure in my younger days um especially if anyone disagreed with me because oh. for a five knowledge is is king uh-huh. and if we have if we as a five have an opinion it's not an opinion that we've just grasped out of thin air and we're just going to lock onto it fives for the most part will hold every opinion that we have with an open hand like we can be conv- we are We are always open to having our minds changed. In fact, we we, we welcome it, actually. Yes.
0: Interesting.
1: Fives are, uh, a healthy five will always be open to having their minds changed to the point of where everything is up for debate.
0: So it's not like a one where I'm right, this is the only way. It's like knowledge, information. Yep. I'll take it in.
1: A healthy five always seeks new knowledge and Oh, interesting. Grace will my wife Grace will always tell me she, that in the early days of our marriage she was always frustrated because my opinions would change and on really important topics too. Right. And she didn't know where you were where I was mm. to the point where I just had to tell her this is for me change is not a scary thing change is actually good change is a sign of growth.
0: Wow, yes. So, I completely agree. So
1: going back to your question about isolation if, ever, if I hold an opinion and it's discarded very easily, which of course most people are going to do that because they don't know that opinions formed by a five are are, are cultivated through sometimes years of just process of and research and reading and thinking and quietly just pondering things over cups of tea and, or coffee or whatever. <laughs> and so when we have an opinion that's just like thrown to the side so easily, that can my my even today my first inclination is what do you know and I'll just will
0: shut them off. I'll just
1: shut them off and like your opinion doesn't matter anymore and like and me and wow. me in an unhealthy state. I don't isolate myself to protect myself. I isolate myself from. I can isolate myself from an individual because, well, you don't value what I value the most. Right. And so it's isolation for me. Uh, uh is a, is a direct result of a um, a conflict of values
0: wow rather that's than really interesting Yeah,
1: rather than like an emotional uh, uh like being hurt emotionally or anything like that it's more of oh our values are different and um there's no way we're going to get through to one another so just distance is created
0: holy cow sorry i'm just thinking <laughs> of in like ministry hmm. how often this happens mm-hmm. um you don't see eye to eye on something. Mm -hmm. And it's just like you said, value system, you know? And how important it is to actually not just listen to one another, but actually hear and process before responding. Mm -hmm. Validating somebody in any relationship is so important. It's not like you'd go up to your wife, ask her a question and then just, well, I don't don't believe that. You wanna hear where she's at, Mm So, follow-up to that would be in a ministry situation or a relationship situation. Mm -hmm. um, Do you ever try to come back and say, listen, this is my opinion, this is how I've developed my opinion, and I feel like you just pushed me aside? Or is it just like...
1: The tendency or the preference might be to cut it off, but as a Christ follower, anything that I do has to has to has to uh, uh fall into the into the um the bucket of I'm a Christ follower and so therefore uh it's going to supersede any preferences that Love I have that. being in my personality type. Yeah. Um so you know given the opportunity to to try and come back and and try and cuz someone who's discarding an opinion they don't see things the way I see them and I have to acknowledge that. And so uh I have to recognize that Again, it's a different of values. Uh-huh. Someone may not even recognize what they've actually done to harm. Because it can feel like almost an act of physical violence sometimes because we value knowledge so much. And we value <laughs> just being correct. Not right, but we value being correct right. and truthful so sure. much that uh, to just... It's, it's almost equating oh, what you said is a lie and it doesn't matter. And so, and because we value the truth so much, we value knowledge so much that it can, yeah, it can come across as as being just almost that.
0: It's so crazy because I'm a four, you're a five. Mm. My wing is a three. Mm. In stress, I go to a two, And in growth, I go to a one. So, like, I am nowhere on the end. I'm only in the front. Um, But everything you said Mm. is exactly how a four feels Mm. when they are pushed aside.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So ours is rooted in not just uh, information Mm. or knowledge, but in feelings. If we think something, Mm. we feel it. Mm. So for someone to say, mm, yeah. if if they push us aside, it's literally a punch in the face. There are some times where I will struggle not to cry if my idea is disregarded. Sure, yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, And I'm sure there are oh, many fives oh, that are like oh. that as well. Yep. But, you know, growth. Yeah. And us realizing, like, this isn't about me. This is about the bigger picture sure. here. And that's where I have to take myself. And I'm yeah. sure you do as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, there's all, every, every single one of us are in, different phases different journeys uh we're in different stages of our lives a healthy person has to you know will will acknowledge that helps me recognize they don't value things the same things the same way I do they don't see things the same way I do so let's just let's pause and if they don't want my opinion right now that's That's okay okay. that's okay it's like you know you know I might just a little sly like they're wrong but you know it's like (laughs) that's that's okay It's okay
0: Okay. Well, my mind has already been blown, but just to blow it a little bit further, let's hear what Dr. Bowman has to say about isolation.
3: All right. We're in number five, isolation. Todd,
2: it's yours. All right. Uh, One of the things that I'm really passionate about is social neurobiology, the idea that God designed our brains to be dependent on other people Mm. that Where there is one brain, you see degeneration, you see dysfunction. Uh, If you've ever been alone on a dark night at home and it starts to storm, our bodies begin to activate, looking for cues. Where is help? Where might I find refuge? Scripture speaks to this, uh, that we're not created for that space of aloneness and actually uh, begin to our, our functioning begins to deteriorate to the point that as infants with things like failure to thrive, infants that aren't held and touched, they're left isolated actually perish it's that significant of a variable in our lives Uh, and and sometimes I think that we tend to believe that well that might be true on a physical health domain but our emotional well-being isn't dependent on other people I know a lot of people who have kind of John Wayne did and when life throws them a curveball they just punch the horse and get back on and keep riding Uh, but that couldn't be further from the truth as pastors as parents as families we're created for this rich mosaic of community that is the church. And isolation is the primary threat, not just to physical well-being, not just to emotional well-being, but even to spiritual well-being. We're truly created for connection. And without it, we starve yeah. socially, emotionally, and spiritually.
0: Okay, so Dr. Bowman, mm. was that was the most unscientific I've ever heard him okay. be. Um, that was very relational response. Yep. I am very shocked by that. I feel like that really touched his heart to talk about.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Not that what he said wasn't scientific, because obviously it's backed with data, but... Yeah.
1: I suspect that he brought that up in more of a relationship standpoint when talking about a five, is because this is the area where we are at our most weakest. Mm. Because... So as a Christ follower, a discipline that we are meant to cultivate is solitude. Easiest thing in the world for a five. Solitude is not the same thing as isolation. And that's where a lot of us fives make that mistake. Oh, Is that we think that, well, I'm just doing the solitude thing, when in fact we are doing the isolation thing. Solitude is great for specific periods of time, to regenerate, times of prayer, scripture reading. But we're also meant to do those things in community as well. And we tend, as a five, we can tend to uh, look at solitude. It's like, oh, I have that down. But what we're actually have done is we've taken it over to a far ditch. And whereas probably most of the body of Christ struggle with solitude, especially in our modern day with access to phones and everything like that. Uh, They're over in one ditch. Our weakness as a five is to take it over to the other ditch and to isolate ourselves, thinking that we can kind of do this by ourselves, Hmm. only do prayer by ourselves, only do uh, scripture reading by ourselves. And what ends up happening is we become uh, uh, just very insular. We start to form opinions that are not tested against
0: other
1: other people's uh, viewpoints, against other people's backgrounds, and... We become very, very lopsided and very unhealthy as a result of that. And so part of what I have to do as a five, and this is something I do regularly, is my preference, like one of the worst things for me to do is to pray with other people. I just, it's so uncomfortable for me to do that. I just, I'm not a fan of it, but I love to pray. Mm. Um, And so... What I do is I try and make sure that we always pray together as a family. So we'll pray before my son goes to bed at night. It's something we try to do as a practice with our family. But our church also has a um, uh, 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 corporate prayer during the week, mm-hmm. and I'll, if I'm in town, not busy at work, I'll always try and make that. Again, not necessarily. I do it for my own. I do it for my own health and well-being more well, than anything else. It's, yeah. it's something that it's uncomfortable for me, but right. I know that I have to do it. Because if I don't, my, my tendency will be to, to to draw back and to isolate myself as, as, because it is something that is very, very uncomfortable for me to do.
0: One thing that I just thought about is uh, the Holy Spirit in, in this type of play. You know, um, a lot of times in my private prayer time, mm. the Holy Spirit will prompt me with something. And I am unsure. Of where to research or how to look, mm. and so I will talk to other people yeah. about it. This came up in prayer. What are your thoughts on it? What does what do you have a Bible reference that I can mm. go to for it? Do you ever do that, or do you do that all on your own?
1: I will try and do it on my own first. Uh-huh. Uh, now, okay, let me back. Let me back <laughs> up because that's actually that's not entirely true. When I say I'll do it on my own, I have a lot of great mentors. Right. because of the books that I read. Sure. And so it's not just something that I'll try and figure out by myself with just my bible and just a concordance or or whatever tools that I use. But there's there's people have uh, authors people. that I trust in and that I've they've they've proven themselves to be excellent theologians and so if I have a book on it, I'll go get that out. I, there's also one or two people who are very close to me mm-hmm. that utmost respect for their opinions. And if I ask them a question, they know it's rare for me to right. ask anything that... Because I've had things that have been... Actually, it was just the other day. A uh, friend of mine, just he's in seminary right now. And he's a person whose opinion I deeply respect. And he had just written this thing for class. And he's just wanted to share it with me for no other reason than just to hey, you know, what do you think of this? I read it. I loved it. There was a couple of key phrases inside there that... Sparked. Oh, sparked something in me of just some questions I had placed on the shelf for a very, very long time. And Mm. I just said, can we dialogue about these two points? And he's like, sure. And so I just kind of raised a few questions and, and he came back with these like really long answers that I've yet to respond to him about, (laughs) but I need to do that. But, but yeah, and, and that's the kind of relationship that we have, but that comes from, that comes with, with trust that has to come with, uh, a, a relationship that's been developed, which again does not come naturally to us, but right. a relationship that's been developed over months and oftentimes many years to be able to do something like that. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, an, an unhealthy five-hour. Our tendency can be to, well, I'm just going to go figure this out for myself. For myself. But
0: w- I found that some of the the most groundbreaking spiritual. Emotional, mental things for me Mm. have happened with other people, like dialoguing Mm -hmm. back and forth, like what we're doing now Mm -hmm. or, you know, in those intimate moments of prayer when you seek help or explanation. Um, Isolation can be so dangerous that you don't get that back and forth. I'm thinking of a plant right now, how they have to cross pollinate to be able to produce fruit. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there has to be. Back and forth yeah, between absolutely. the plants to be able, and I think that it's so important as, as Christians, as Christ followers, yeah. that we are able to do that to learn from each other, glean from each other, mm-hmm. and grow.
1: Because absolutely, we are in our heads. We are in our heads so much mm. that sometimes we just need to hear the sound of our own voice, voice something.
0: Oh, sure. And it's
1: just, and you. Because I've done that before countless times. I'll have been mulling over something for months, and then I'll just speak it out loud. And within five seconds, I know that's dumb. That's <laughs> <So> wrong. <laughs> that, that can be discarded. Okay. Because sometimes yeah. we need, because we need to do that. But and you know, it's as much as we love talking to ourselves and like you know, coming across as okay. Are they all quite there? It's better to do it like across <laughs> from another person and get feedback and 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 see someone's expression on their face and see it's like hmm, you know, those slight head tilts or this or their eyes kind of squint when they're like. I'm not quite sure I kind of follow along. You know, (laughs) we need that. We need that kind of, we need that, we need that personal feedback as much as any other personality type does.
0: so interesting. Okay, let's hear what Patrick has to say on isolation.
1: Yeah, and of course in scripture,
3: uh, God begins in Genesis. It's not good that man would be alone. And the concept is not just marriage, but in this intimate connection with other humans, with other people. Then you get into the New Testament, and you see a ton of examples of the need for relationship. We find Jesus even prays his last prayer in John 17. Out of everything he could have prayed in the commission of his disciples, he didn't pray for money. He didn't pray for more education or even a different staff to be able to fulfill it. He prayed that they would be one, and in being one, the world would know. There is something about oneness that is at a Trinity level connection, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, where there's no brokenness, nothing separated, where there is purity of connection. That level of intimacy is really the, what the gospel's fruit should be in a human life. When we're in pain, we turn often away from people, and in our desire to turn away, we don't realize that we're actually turning away from our healing. Scripture says, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. There's something about relationships that wound us, but it's something about relationships that uniquely heal us. And so the best thing we can always do is turn towards so that we in the bid can create this energy bond that is the power of God's grace and what he called the oneness of, may they be one, even as we are one.
0: Back to what Patrick yeah. said, which I find hilarious that they like almost flip flopped. Yep. I feel like what Patrick said was very scientific, sure. and what Dr. Bowman said was yeah. so relational.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, so a couple of things jumped out at me there, and this might be a sidebar, but I think it's actually worth bringing up. Is um, uh, uh, our society has 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 built itself around the idea that we're all individual people trying mm. to do life. Uh, for ourselves but also kind of with other people mm-hmm. and you know there's some truth to that for sure and the only problem with that is we've kind of incorporated that uh, that secular way of thinking into how we do church with one another and how we how we do community with one another as Christians and so uh so case in point how we use our language so you'll often hear you know my ide- my identity is in Christ like oh, that's man. that's a big one yeah and, you know, again, that's true, but it's not all there is. Right. And so Jesus spent a lot of time in, uh, in his discourse with the disciples in John's gospel, talking not about who your identity is in me, but rather your unity is in me. And so you Malteness. and I, yes. And so wow. uh, Jesus said, me and the Father are one, just so you'd be one with me as I am one with the Father. And so it's not necessarily we've got our each little individual uh mini jesus is walking around and we're all kind of going to suddenly like come together like some mighty morpher mighty morphing <laughs> power rangers thing or something like that but you see what i'm saying but rather there's one vine <laughs> yeah.
0: sorry
1: i have aged myself again again so again
0: right that's where i'm okay with it
1: i'm okay, that. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm comfortable in my <laughs> approaching 40s you know i'm okay with it but um but yeah it's uh I think we need to reshift our language ra- away from the individual, the hyper individualistic yeah. society that we found ourselves in and have kind of leaked that into the church and, and come at it more from a, a corporate unity aspect of it. Uh, you know, one of the things that he brought up that I thought was really insightful is how uh, inevitably how we get hurt is people hurt us. And yeah. so especially as a five, because because we tend to feel like we don't need or, or one of our preferences could be to, to definitely draw back. We can definitely isolate ourselves to the point where, uh, it becomes, a, a detriment to our growth, to our health and our well-being. And so what we, cause what we fail to recognize because we're so individualistic and, and our society validates that, right. that aspect of our, of ourselves, uh, we, we, we withdraw. And then we cut ourselves off from the source of what eventually is going to heal us to begin with. Uh
0: Everything that I've learned over the last couple of years talks about not, not isolating yourself. Even if it's you isolating with Jesus, that's still a lot of times not enough.
1: Mm. Yeah. God
0: created us, our brain to process a certain way. Mm -hmm. And while that does involve him, That's not the only thing that it can involve.
1: Yeah. And and it's so important for a five to distinguish what's isolation and what is solitude. Wow. That's beautiful. Yes.
0: I love that distinguishing the difference. Mm -hmm. One thing I do have a question about, and you briefly touched on this before is isolation as a form of self preservation. Mm. Do you isolate to preserve yourself? Because like it said earlier, there's not you don't think you have enough within you to be able to handle all of it yeah. uh, or is it just isolation because it's your preference
1: <clears throat> again i'll kind of go back to my we have to distinguish like a healthy five can 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 readily distinguish between what is ice what when i'm isolating myself which is bad versus when i'm seeking solitude right and Again, it's really important as a follower of Jesus to to to, to grasp that these are personality preferences,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so are, are they're not set in stone. You know, we can not open our Bibles, and so oh, here's the here's the rules for life for an Enneagram Five, right? And so uh, there there are there are practices that we can that we can do as as just being human that encourage th- uh, people to thrive, and solitude is one of them. And so you know, we touched on that, where you know a lot of folks will go in the one ditch where they'll never. I, or they'll never go into a period of solitude to regenerate and refresh, whereas we tend to go into the other ditch and do it too much. Now, in saying all that, uh, there also has to be an acknowledgement that when I bump up against my weaknesses, that's where Jesus meets me. In um, when I am weak, he makes me strong. Yeah. And so there are times when I'm spent and I have no energy left, and that does not give me license to be an absolute jerk to right. my wife, to my son, and I have to acknowledge that the Spirit of God lives within, like it lives within me, and he's gifted me with perseverance and love and faithfulness and self-control and the ability to love past anything that I'm physically capable of doing. And so there has to be an acknowledgement that that as as great as our as great as it is to know yourself and know who your type is, and especially for a five, that we need a lot of alone time to be able to regenerate ourselves. Uh, there's just going to be periods of time where you're going to bump up against your breaking point, and that's when trust and leaning on uh, the spirit to empower us through those moments is 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 key because yeah. we can isolate ourselves to if if we always have to draw back and isolate ourselves, we're going to miss so many opportunities right. to help other people and to show that we're not slaves. To, to our types, we're not mm. slaves to yes. to our preferences.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've mentioned this before and I'm sure you haven't heard it, but all of these things that we're, we talk about with the Enneagram personalities, mm. while they ring true for a lot of them, they're just general yeah. ideas of a personality sure. yeah. assessment. You yeah. know, It's not like, I am a foreign, so I look exactly like this. And I also don't wanna limit myself yeah. to only being this way. It's dangerous. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk to you about church leadership okay. What has been the greatest thing in church leadership for you? Has someone said something to you that has just been like life changing for you, serving in church? hmm, I know that's a really broad question I know,
1: and it might not be something that was said. it was more something that was given, okay. and that's trust hmm. for a five uh a person who shows trust to a five, and again, that, that's, that comes with... And there has to be an acknowledgement from fives so that that comes with time. Right. And and it comes with time and it comes with, with faithfulness as well. And so... But but if um, if trust is ever given, you may as well have just told us the next lottery numbers, <laughs> what it's going to be next week. I mean, it's... We we will we will we will give ourselves away to anybody who who sh- who gives who shows trust wow and so it's it's one of the highest values that we can have because it's an acknowledgement of oh he, this person knows what he's talking about this person is competent because being competent is again a really high value for us one of our biggest fears if you've ever read anything on a five is being incompetent yes. and so and not being useful and so our desire is to is to get involved, is to help, and and again, being a being a follower of Jesus, to be a leader is to be a servant. And so, uh, if a healthy five, if if they're going to do that, they're going to want to jump in, and they're going to want to serve, and they're going to want to have some kind of autonomy as well. And and that comes with trust. And so, to give trust away to a five is probably one of the the best things that has ever and any leaders that I've ever had, and I've had some great leaders throughout the years, and. The ones that I look back on very fondly are the ones who gave trust.
0: Let's talk about some tips for fives leading. Sure. Uh, What do you think, give us like a couple tips for fives when they're leading other people, because you have to be willing to hear other people's opinions, right?
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, so so the tendency of a five is gonna wanna, uh, they're gonna wanna know everything. And so they'll just, they'll be the The the, fives can tend to be the leaders that are uh, very authoritarian if we're not careful. Okay. And so we can just have a group or a team of people and just say, you do this, you do this, you do this. Don't question anything because I'm the smart one in the room and I figured everything out. Right. So that that can be our tendency if we're not careful. And so uh, a healthy five will uh, uh, open the floor up for discussion because. As much as we don't like to admit it, there are things that we haven't thought sure. through. There are things that we have. There's perspectives Different that we perspective. haven't seen precisely. Yeah, but a five has to. One of the biggest things a five has to do, even if it's even if a job won't be done as well as if you were going to do it, a five has to delegate. So critically important. Wow. It is. If if no one takes anything away from anything that I say in terms of just a five being a leader, they have to be willing to delegate, even the small things. And and even a five as being a parent. It's it's so important just to delegate responsibility to your child and 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 to and to be willing for a job to not get done quite the way you would want it to be done, but at the same time, uh, it's for your, for our own health, we have to be willing to let go because our our tendency is to always want to be in control mm-hmm. and have done have things done a certain way, and so, uh, tips for a five ple- delegate that's like. If there's nothing else, that would be the big one that I would say that has to be done.
0: When you see someone in isolation, Mm. I'm sure you encounter it a lot, or maybe you do, maybe you don't. Sure. (laughs) But when you see someone else that is Mm. isolating and you can tell they're seriously isolating, how do you, what is the best way to approach them? Like if we were close and I could see that you were isolating, what would be the best way for me to approach you? Just to check on you?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what life was like before marriage. Here, <laughs> so, <laughs> you
0: you talked about your circle being so small. Yeah. I'm just wondering, what if your leader is not in that close circle I of see. groups? You know, like or, or friends. I how see. could they approach you to help you out of that?
1: And you know, I don't know if this is a specifically a five thing, but it, but I suspect it might. But um, uh, a face to face is probably the best way. So. Uh, if it's feasible, mm-hmm. avoid avoid impersonal communication. Oh, okay. Because again, we're we're, we're we're if we're isolating, we're in an unhealthy state. Right. It's not solitude, it's it's isolating. And so to approach me via a text or via a phone call or an email, probably not the best way to try and re-engage me. Probably the best way to re-engage me personally if I'm in a state of isolation is, is a face-to-face. Just a, a quick checkup in how things are going. And so... And, and because competence, especially in a work setting, because competence is really important to me or to all fives, uh, uh, using, hey, can we talk about this project that you're working on? Or maybe tell me something that or, or tell me where you are on this project and not in a like, I'm micromanaging you kind of way, uh, framing it in such a way of like, oh, I need help. Can you help me? There is nothing a five likes to do more than to offer support or offer help because- okay that's something we love to do it's so, something it, we're we're again being incompetent is just not it's it's our greatest fear yeah. is being incompetent and so uh, or even coming like my wife will do this all the time uh if she's if she if she gets a hint that i'm kind of backing off a little bit and and and, and veering back into a, a state of isolation uh uh, one of the best ways that she will get me out of my shell is: I was reading my Bible today, and I came across this passage that I'm not sure what it means. Can you wa- can you walk me through it? And just, I'll just I'll go to town. <laughs> I yeah. that to my husband. <laughs> I'll just go to town. Hey,
0: what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. Even if I already have my own yep. thoughts, or I've already worked out the problem, yep. I will involve him in that mm-hmm. situation.
1: And it's it's a perfect way to reengage us because it doesn't it doesn't just. Uh, uh, it doesn't just trick us into engaging with another physical person face to face. It also but it does it in such a way that it uses the the, the vehicle of oh, I can help this person, and yeah. I can engage my mind and actually educate someone or or work through my thoughts. And yeah, it's it's wow. it's one of the perfect ways. We're uh, a lot of people think we're complicated, but we're actually quite no. easy. We're actually quite easy to, to 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 bring out of our shell. It just depends on just asking us wow just curious questions
0: that's so interesting you've just like completely opened my mind up to a lot of things and one of the things i said in like one of the earlier ones is I can identify with parts of every single mm. Enneagram. Have Have you experienced that? I can't
1: say that I have No? I, I'm, I'm quite extreme. Okay, actually, maybe
0: it's saying. the four in me with all the emotions. Be. I can it feel <laughs> everybody's emotions. But I, I mean, I think I have so many different characteristics of a five, mm. even though I'm not a five. So I know that these are all just generalizations yeah. of people in general, but... We can all identify with the majority of at least one of them. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. It was just an enjoyable conversation. It was. I hope you all learned something new today. Next time, we will be talking about the six and their trait, fear. So make sure you like and subscribe on all podcast platforms so you can get notifications of when the new podcasts are up. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the FDF Leadership Podcast. To learn more, go to FCF.org.